The New Jersey Devils have put up two touchdowns and two field goals in their last two game appearances, and they are currently on a two-game win streak. What the hell is going on with New Jersey right now? And It's been a while since I've said win streak and Devils in the same sentence, and this is the first time that the New Jersey Devils have won in St. Louis since 2008. I say a little later in the episode. Remember, I do my cold opens before I record the actual episode, so there's a lot to talk about in this episode, but before I send it to the open, I want to give a shout-out to one of my listeners for leaving me a good review on Apple Podcasts. His name is Tommy B. He said, if you are a Devils fan and looking for something to keep you in tune as a fan, this is the show for you. Trey is not only honest, whether good or bad, but he's passionate about the team. It's a very insightful and informative podcast, and he keeps you engaged as a fun way. I would recommend this to any fan who loves hockey in general as well. He t- his takes are great as well. Give it a listen and go Devils. I appreciate that, Tommy. Love all you guys. Without your guys' support, there is no show. So like I said, if you leave me a good review, you show me it. I give you a shout out on the episode. So once again, thanks to my listener, Tommy, for that awesome review. means more to me than you realize, my man. So let's go to the open. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodora's got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. All righty now. What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast. We're on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And guys, for the first time in a long time, I am speechless and I am flabbergasted with the Devils organization, but most of it is for the right reasons. Because here's something that a lot of people aren't really talking about. The New Jersey Devils have been able to net 14 goals in their last two games. So they have scored two touchdowns and also have gotten two field goals as a result. Because like I said, 14 goals in their last two games and they are currently are on a two-game win streak. It's been a while since I've said Devils and win streak in the same sentence because I've been saying Devils and losing streak, but now they are finally uh, on a two-game win streak. Once again, like I said, it's just two games. I think it's going to be snapped by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but at the same time, let's enjoy this victory for the Devils right now because we were without Dougie Hamilton. We were without Jack Hughes, and we need to talk about Jesper Bratt and his benching because uh, th- that's what everyone was talking about on hockey Twitter. Basically, where is Jesper Brat? Amanda Stein tweeted out saying that Jesper Brat was nowhere to be seen on the bench and that he hasn't been seen on the ice for a while. So it led to the speculation that Lindy Ruff benched Jesper Brat. At first, I thought maybe, you know, Brat is just injured and he got dinged up because, you know, he's gotten dinged up this season before. But it, it did uh, raise some speculation because wouldn't they reveal if he was injured, whether it's on the broadcast, whether it's on Twitter, whatever the case might be. So it got me thinking, did Lindy Ruff bench Jesper Brat because he was struggling in this game. If so, that is not smart by Lindy Ruff. Look, I don't care if we won the game. I'm glad that we won the game. Don't get me wrong, but you don't bench your best player. Like, you know, if Tom Brady is having a bad game, you don't bench him. If LeBron James is having a bad game, you don't bench him. If Shohei Otani is having, uh, well, you know, I guess it's different when you're pitching, but if he's in a bit of a slump, you don't really bench him for an extended period of time and expect, you know, good results. So the Devils are 
hella lucky that they came out with the win. But Jesper Bratt was little to no factor in this game. But it was an all-hands-on-deck effort from the Devils. So let me give you guys my initial thoughts on the game. Then we'll talk more about Jesper Bratt's benching. And I will give you guys uh, what we should look at in the next game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Because quite honestly, you know, I, I, I think this, uh, this winning high that we're feeling right now, it's going to die down soon. We're going to be brought back down to earth. But overall, I'm just glad that the Devils got the win. Because in yesterday's episode, if you guys hadn't checked that out, please do so. I also talked about Alexander Holtz. I said the New Jersey Devils were going to come out with a win, and I said they were going to win 3-2. It looked like that for a good while in terms of winning by a goal, but the New Jersey Devils, they put up five goals in the final period of regulation, albeit two of those goals were empty netters, but still, we will take a goal any way we can. So overall, this game wasn't the prettiest of games for the New Jersey Devils. We saw Pavel Zaka make a bonehead move. We saw Jesper Brat being supposedly benched by Lindy Ruff. We saw the Devils once again having a second period collapse, and here's where I want to start off with. The Devils have got to get better with playing in the second period uh, of games because the Devils went up 2-0 early in the game. So, you know, thanks to P.K. Subban and Mikey McLeod. Then, you know, the in the final 90 seconds of period number one, the Blues were able to get a goal onto the board, and then the Blues scored two goals to the Devils' none in period number two. So Alex Javancy of the Hockey Riders, he actually tweeted this out during the game. He said he wasn't exactly sure with what the goal differential was for the Devils in the second period of play, but he said it's somewhere around negative 30. So like I said in previous episodes, more recently, I said that the New Jersey Devils have got to tighten up when it comes to period number two because it seems like the, the second period of play is always their collapsing uh, collapsing period. It seems like the Devils just always take a step back and it's it's always their Achilles heel. And Robert Inkin Jr. of North Jersey has also tweeted that out. So if I'm the Devils, you've got to find a way to clean up your second period of play. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they're energetic in the first period and then uh, the third periods and they they get new life in the final period of regulation. I don't know what, what's going on with them, but overall, you got to get better in the second period of play. And we're also going to be talking about Pavel Zaka and his boneheaded uh, mistake. And I'm going to give you guys my initial thoughts of it because it was just a terrible uh, defensive zone possession for the New Jersey Devils. And, you know, it resulted in the Blues scoring a goal, which, you know, by the way, it was just Pavel Zaka moving the netting. They had to go to the instant replay. Um, you know, I, I basically wanted to pull my hair out because I'm just like, why would you do that? But we'll talk more about that in a second. But first, it's time for the first live read this morning. And it comes from our friends at Bet Online. So Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game in a couple days. Go Rams. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, NASCAR, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. And now the second live read this morning comes from an original sponsor, RockAuto.com. They're such an OG at the Locked On Podcast Network. So, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Excuse me. Rock Auto's price 
prices are reliably low for every consumer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. By the way, going back to betonline.net, check out our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. Please remember to gamble responsibly. Okay, so when talking about the New Jersey Devils, I talked about how this game wasn't the prettiest of showings from them, but we will take a win any way we can. But one thing I want to talk about is Pavel Zaka's blunder. And here's what I think everyone is talking about. So the situation was is that the Blues uh, were able to trickle a puck right past Gillies. It didn't touch the back of the netting, but Pavel Zaka decided to use his blade to try to just knock the puck free. He removed the netting. Uh, Referees had to go to the replay and see what the uh, official assessment was, and they gave the Blues a goal, and everyone was just talking about how uh, poor that defensive scheme was for the New Jersey Devils and how much of a boneheaded play that was for Pavel Zaka. They said it on the broadcast that it was just instinct for Zaka to try to, you know, move the puck out the way. So here's the thing, guys. Was it a boneheaded move from Pavel Zaka? Yes, absolutely. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But I don't think it was, like, that bad of a play. So, like, yes, I was pulling my hair out just because I was just so frustrated with how the Devils were playing, especially in the second period, just because I was like, why do we always collapse at the second period? Why do we always do bad? That's why I was mostly mad. Not because I was mad at Pavel Zaka, just because, you know, quite honestly, if I was in skates, I'd probably try to do the same thing because I see that the puck hasn't hit the netting yet, but I'm going to do a desperation attempt to maybe just knock it out of the way. Or, you know, maybe Pavel Zaka should have just trusted John Gillies and just, you know, tell Gillies, land on the puck quickly, land on it quickly, it's behind you, behind you, something, I don't know uh, what the communication is like for instances like that, but overall, I I just feel as though, luckily, it did not cost the Devils, it did not cost the Devils the win, but at the same time, it does, you know, put a mirror up to their overall style play and just say, you know what, yes, we were able to score a lot of goals, yes, we're on a two-game win streak, but at the same time, we're not really up to par with the other NHL teams and Pavel Zaka making uh, that boneheaded play. You know, yes, it was a boneheaded play, guys, but at the same time, it's not the worst I've ever seen. And it was a mistake. So I'm only speaking for myself for right now. I wasn't really mad at Pavel Zaka. I was just more of mad at the New Jersey Devils in general just because we were in a good position to put this to bed early. We went up uh, by two goals early in the game. Here's a chance for us to score a couple more. And like I said, just put this game to bed early, similar to what a few other teams have been able to do to us in a few more recent games. So overall, um, I wasn't really mad at Pavel Zaka. I was more of mad just with how the Devils were playing. And I think a lot of Devils fans can attest to that just because the frustrations were starting to show. I saw some tweets saying this team is brutal. We blow too many two-goal leads. And that is something we need to look at in the film room just because this kind of thing cannot keep on happening. And like Alex Javonsi said, he said that um, in, in terms of second period of play, goal differential for the Devils, he believes it's around negative 30. So that's really got to change. And it's just in the second period guys we're not talking about uh overall games in general we're not talking about just the first period we're not talking about the final period of regulation we're talking about the second period so that's something we need to tighten up and that's something we need to fix so let's talk about this yes broad situation i'm going to give you guys my overall initial reactions and then i'm going to give you guys my overall assessment so it's no secret that yes broad wasn't really himself in this game and the numbers speak for himself he had a plus minus a negative one and he only saw 12 minutes on the rank that was actually the lowest on the team next to Gearson, who only saw seven minutes. So 
uh, this, this overall showing for Jesper Brock wasn't his best, but at the same time, uh, it did raise speculation. Did Lindy Ruff bench him intentionally, or did he just bench him because Jesper Brock was off with maybe like an injury or something of that nature? So I, at first, my initial thought was that I thought that maybe Jesper Brock had tweaked something. I thought he injured something, like I said early on in the show, because it doesn't really make sense to bench your best player because there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Jesper Brock, a fringe all-star, uh, is our best player with Jack Hughes being out, with Dougie Hamilton being out, with Mackenzie Blackwood being out. It, it's really no debate that Jesper Brat is the best player on the rink for the Devils organization right now. I'd say someone who could give him a run for his money is someone like um, is someone like Ryan Graves, who doesn't put up the same statistical numbers as Jesper Brat, but still has the same sort of impact. So, you know, there, there's a few arguments you could be made, but I, I think the clear-cut favorite, if you were to ask a New Jersey Devils fan who's the best player on our team right now with how our roster currently stands, we're all going to say yes for Brat. So it doesn't really make sense for Lindy Ruff to be benching yes for Brat in, in this sort of circumstance. So I get it. Maybe he wasn't having his best showing. Maybe he wasn't there mentally, but it, it just raises the question, Lindy, if that's the case for Jesper Brat, why haven't you done it to other players in the past? So I think he's done it to like Ryan Graves before because Ryan Graves was also struggling. So he benched Ryan Graves and someone else. I can't really remember the top of my off of my head. But what about Mackenzie Blackwood against the Arizona Coyotes? Why didn't you take uh, Mackenzie Blackwood out then when you saw that he wasn't mentally in the game? Or there's a few other circumstances of players just not stepping up their game, but yet you just let them play on. And then for Jesper Brat, who's actually been doing fairly well for the Devils the past five or so games because if you go on to NHL.com right now in his last five game appearances he has a point in four of those five contests with the exception of the Carolina Hurricanes game back on January 29th so you know that Jesper Brat alongside with Jack Hughes is going to average at least a point per game so it doesn't really make sense for you Lindy to be benching Jesper Brat when he has one bad showing it, I, I don't really get that it, it has to be an injury of some sorts because I don't get the overall mindset I'm very interested to hear what Lindy Ruff would say to the media if he hasn't done so already. Maybe he'll do it at the next practice. But overall, Jesper Brat only seeing about 12 minutes on the ice. And, you know, in a game like this against the St. Louis Blues, especially when we need Jesper Brat to just remain in the rhythm that he currently is, I don't know what the mindset is. And quite honestly, that is a decision that would ultimately get you fired or at least put you on probation just because, like, you know, the Devils are struggling. We're trying to get this win and you're benching one of our best players. Like I said at the beginning of the show, you don't bench Tom Brady. You don't bench LeBron James. You don't bench Shohei Otani for an extended period of time when they're off their game. You can bench them for a couple minutes so that way they can collect themselves, but you don't really just, you know, bench them out of thin air. Or, you know, if Tom Brady has a bad game, you don't bench him for the next game. If LeBron James is having a bad game, you don't bench him for an extended period of time unless it's a blowout victory. Or uh, for Shohei Otani, you don't bench him for five straight games if he's only like one for 15 in his last few plate appearances. So overall, just benching Jesper Brat in this circumstance just doesn't really make any sense. But nonetheless, I don't think it's going to come back to haunt the Devils just because they came out uh, victorious maybe Lindy Ruff saw something that we don't and that's one of the reasons why I'm not a coach but uh, I, I think I know to play my best player when he is available especially since like I said we're missing Dougie Hamilton we're missing Jack Hughes but beside that overall great outing from the New Jersey Devils especially during the final 90 seconds of that game because I was pretty nervous because I thought that the uh, St. Louis Blues had a chance to possibly uh, just tie this game 
and and give the Devils a run for their money, which they did momentarily. So Sharon Govich was able to get a goal uh, to uh, halfway through period number three to tie it up, thanks to a great assist from Nico Heizer. It was beautiful, and Sharon Govich like it, it like it was a cross pass to Sharon Govich, and Sharon Govich didn't even have to swing at it. He just basically put his stick at the right possible moment, and it went into the back of the twine. Nico Heizer was able to get a get a goal this game. Jimmy VC was also able to find the back of the twine thanks to a great hustle play. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like I said, the final 90 seconds of this game was just very stressful because the Blues were able to make it 5-4 to four and there was still a decent amount of time for them to pull the goalie and hopefully, you know, that they were going to be living on a prayer and tie the game and send it to OT or maybe a shootout, whatever the case might be. But Jesper Boquist was able to get an empty netter and that basically clinched it for the New Jersey Devils. And if that wasn't the clincher, Nico Heizer was also able to get an empty netter goal and that was Heizer's second goal of the game. So great showing from the Devils once again. Like I said, those final two goals were empty netters, but still, we'll take a goal any way that we can. Uh, This overall showing for the New Jersey Devils has to be a confidence booster for them. I still don't believe it changes anything because we're still a sucky team, and we were playing what like a middle of the pack central division team so i said that we could potentially come out with a win if we are on our a game and if john gillies is somewhat decent because remember guys we got john gillies originally from the st louis blues my buddies at lockdown blues they told me that what you're getting with john gillies is a goalie who's determined to just try to make a name for himself and just try to get payback on the league and for giving up on him whatever the case might be and john gillies saw 31 shots he saved 27 of them and he had a save percentage of 871 i think you know one of those goals you don't really have to blame him for it just because um, you know, we know the overall circumstance of the Pavel Zaka instant replay kind of thing. So, yeah, overall, great showing for John Gillies and just getting quote unquote vengeance on the team that kind of gave up on him. And we we picked him up. And like I said, if I was Lindy Ruff, you start John Gillies so that way he comes out with a sense of urgency and you try to ride John Gillies as long as you potentially can until you could get Mackenzie Blackwood back. So, for this game for the New Jersey Devils, it, it's definitely a confidence booster. But at the same time, like I said, I think we're on a high right now and you know the thing about being on that high you get brought down very quickly so uh 7-4 victory 14 goals in our last two games is great and all but it's not going to get any easier we got to play the penguins uh and then we got to play the lightning then we got to play the penguins once again and then you know we'll get the blackhawks and i think that'll be sort of like a, a sort of like a quote quote wet re- uh, rester game for the devils because the blackhawks are second to last in the central division but when looking at teams like the penguins or the lightning both of them are second in their respective divisions so the penguins are in our division the metropolitan division then the lightning are in the atlantic division so that's definitely going to be a challenge for the new jersey devils and i am really Really hoping that Dougie Hamilton will be good to go in those next games because uh, our next game against the Pittsburgh Penguins will be on Sunday, and that's going to be at the Rock. And I really hope during these next few days, uh, Dougie Hamilton will have clearance to get back to contact uh, practice, have that no contact jersey removed from him, and just be ready to go in, on the game on Sunday. Don't have official word on that, but that's what I'm hoping for. Living on a prayer, and then uh, if not, then then he's got to be ready for the next game against the Lightning because, look, I love the Devils and all, and I love what they're doing, but it would be very nice to have some of our best players back onto the rink, especially if Lindy Ruff is going to be stupid enough and bench um, bench Jesper Broad. So overall, like I said, great showing from the Devils, but job is not finished. And I even tweeted this out when they, were, when they had the lead late in the third period. I just said, job is not done. We still have a lot of work to do, and I'm, I'm glad that they were able to listen to me a little bit, but 
overall, for right now, I'm, I'm not uh, convinced that they're going to be able to beat the Penguins or the Lightning. For right now, I got to see maybe is Jack Hughes going to come back uh, sooner rather than later? Is Dougie Hamilton going to be cleared? There's a lot of X factors that we need to look at, and I'm just not convinced that they have the firepower to continue this hot streak. So I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer when it comes to just looking ahead for the New Jersey Devils. I'm just trying to be realistic. So like I told you guys, the Devils scoring uh, 14 goals in their last two games is great and all. But do you think they can uh, keep that momentum going against these good teams, against the Penguins and the Lightning? Because like I told you guys, the Canadians, they are bottom tier of the league. They are not good at all. That is a game we were supposed to have. That's a game that I wanted to see from the New Jersey Devils. And that was a game that, quite honestly, deep in my heart, I believe that the New Jersey Devils were capable of if they uh, were on their A game and didn't let the Canadians into the game. And then for the St. Louis Blues, I said it'll be a close game, and it was a close game throughout most of the uh, game, and with the exception of the late third period. But uh, you know, the Blues looking on paper, I just said they're sort of like the Dallas Stars, are kind of in the middle, and they're not really anything special. So I'm just like, here we go. We have a Central Division team that's just middle of the pack, still better than the Devils. Don't get me wrong, but just not a team that. I fear it's a team that I respect but it's not a team that I fear so when when looking ahead the Penguins and the Lightning I fear them I really do so I really hope that the Devils can just uh, get Dougie Hamilton back get Jack Hughes back so that way we can be somewhat competitive against the Penguins and Lightning other than that I I am fully anticipating the Devils to go on possibly a two or a three game losing streak because like I said Penguins Lightning Penguins not any easy for the Devils Definitely not a walk in the park, but do do I think they could score a lot of goals? Sure, but I just have a horrible feeling that they're going to give up a lot of goals. And I have an even worse feeling that Sidney Crosby is going to get his 500th career goal against the Devils on Sunday. I have that horrible, gut-wrenching feeling in my stomach. So just putting that out there. So like I said, guys, not trying to take anything away from the Devils. Still a great showing despite some questionable moves from Pavel Zaka, questionable moves from Lindy Ruff, and overall the game being a little sloppy, especially in the second period. So like I said, not the best showing from the Devils, but a win is a win, and they picked it up late in the third period. And actually, interesting fact for you guys, I, I can't believe it took me this long to say it, but this is the first time that the New Jersey Devils have won in St. Louis since 2008. Seriously, the first time that we've won at St. Louis since 2008. That is impressive right there. And like I said, the fact that we did it without a couple of our best players is even more special. And the fact that we were able to put up a touchdown and a field goal against the St. Louis Blues and we're just a few days away from Super Bowl Sunday, that's even more incredible. So let's compare the overall stats. I'll give you guys my final assessment, and I will give you guys the letter grade for the Devils. So shots on goal differential, 31 to 29 in favor of the St. Louis Blues. Faceoff percentage goes into the favor of the New Jersey Devils, 55% to 45%. Power play opportunities, Devils were 0 for 3, Blues were 0 for 4. So great job by the Devils to just basically capitalize on the penalty killing. Uh, the St. Louis Blues, because I believe the Blues have one of the top power plays in the entire NHL. So that is definitely not an easy task. Uh, hits 25 to 4 in favor of the Blues. Yeah, okay, you know, uh, smash mouth physical hockey, but I guess went in favor of St. Louis. Blocks, 
14 to 12 in favor of the Blues. Giveaways, Blues led that department 15 to 7. So, like I said, my overall final assessment is what I've said already in this episode. Questionable move by Lindy Ruff to bench Jesper Brat. Hopefully, we get more information in regards to why Jesper Brat was benched. Maybe words were said. Maybe he was dinged up. Whatever the case might be, I would like to know more information about that matter. Amanda Stein just tweeted out just saying, like, she hadn't seen uh, Jesper Brat in a while and didn't see him on the bench. So, you know, there's something to write home about. Great showing for John Gillies returning to St. Louis and just basically getting the win. That has to feel very good for him. Um, you know, I love the production from like PK Subban, Mikey McLeod, because PK Subban, that's how you you uh, capitalize on a slap shot. You do it when there's no traffic in the lane and basically you have a wide open opportunity. That's the PK Subban I want to see. And like I said, all hands on deck kind of effort for the Devils. And I'm really happy that um, that that we got the win. So. Um, wasn't the prettiest of games, like I've said so many times in this episode. So I'm going to give the Devils a B minus because there were still some glaring issues that I'm not just going to ignore. So first and foremost, like I said, uh, there were a few boneheaded mistakes by the Devils. Um, uh, the second period collapse is definitely something they have to work on and overall just capitalizing on an opportunity when it's given to you. So like Devils go up two nothing. I get the two goal lead is the worst lead in hockey, but try to put that game to bed much earlier than uh, late in the third period. Like, you know, get, give yourself some breathing room. And when you have that opportunity to win the game, capitalize on it. So great team win. And in the words of Jay-Z, on to the next one. Looking forward to it. So as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.